Every one of us are beautiful beings worthy of being loved and loving. When you really get to know yourself, you realize that there is nothing to be afraid of. Coming up, Ariane talks with actress, motivational speaker, and author Katherine Hickland. Next on Change Nation from First30Days.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Ariane, and welcome to Change Nation. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Katherine Hickland. She's the author of the book, The 30-Day Heartbreak Cure, Getting Over Him and Back Out There Only One Month From Today. Catherine, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. I'm so excited to be here. This is my very first podcast ever. I love it. You yes. know what? It's all about change. So this is a life change for you. Yes, absolutely. So the first thing I, I was thinking when I picked up the book and started reading it before you were coming on the show is I wish this book had existed 10, 15, 20 years ago when I first started dating. Oh. And it's such, it's such a gift, I think, for people to know that there are ways of making breakups easier, even though that might sound like a paradox, but there are ways of making breakups easier. Uh, there absolutely is. And also just to preserve your own dignity and to know that there is uh, light at the other end of this. And 30 days is really not, uh, like I say in the book, um, I can do anything for 30 days except um, continue to feel like this, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I really do believe that there, like your site says, the first thirty days in any life change, but especially a breakup, are just really important. We're glad that we we found you. So, there's an old saying that says, "It takes half as long." No, it takes half as long as the time you've been with someone to get over them. So if you've been with someone for a year, it's going to take you six months. So I think this is the place where we need to probably bust that myth completely. I am, am so thrilled to bust that myth Great. because I think that that, keep, that myth keeps people in relationships because they think, well, we've been together 10 years, five years, I'm going to have to... No, that, that is a myth and I, it's a dangerous myth. I don't believe in it at all. No. So... I know this book is written specifically for women. Mm -hmm. Is there something that women do that is just incredibly destructive when it comes to breakups that you wanted to sort of specifically help them through? Well, I think that we are, by nature, the uh, caretakers of the world, of course. Uh, we all know that. And um, we are also um, kind of raised in America to be be nice don't hurt people don't rock the boat don't you know all these things and um although that's a really nice thought and theory it keeps us in places we don't need to be that, that have outlived their usefulness relationships that aren't working um we feel sorry we you know we do think you know i mean i'm not saying men don't do this but women really do i mean they go back to really bad relationships because they feel guilty about hurting sorry for the person all these things you know so it's the only relationship they were going to have that's yeah oh one. yeah well that's the biggest lie of all and and we do i have it in my book i call it the liar which is the voice that tells you things like that that this is going to be the only relationship you have and I don't believe in soulmates because if you have a soulmate and, and something happens to that soulmate, are we to believe that we're going to go through the rest of this life without another love? I don't believe that that's fair to do to people. What is the worst day from 1 to 30? Is the first day the worst? Is the worst day in the middle? I think the first three days, which in the book uh, I talk about, it's the cry me a river is what it's called. And it's about just letting all your grief come out in your tears. 
um, people always say, you know, man up and don't cry and and you need to get that out. And um, I think the first three days are really bad because your mind is playing tricks on you all the time. You're always, that voice is saying, you know, did I do the right thing or how could he leave me or what's wrong with me or all of those things. So the first, I think the first week is tough and therefore uh, those are my really gritty chapters, my first five. One of the lovely things in this book is that every day you actually walk people through what's going on or an action or a mm -hmm. thought. Walk us through that first week because it is so tough. Well, the first three days are just about, uh, and if you read the book, it's Cry Me a River, More Crying, <laughs> Rules About Him. And then the third chapter is more crying, more rules about him. And it's not rules like when the rules came out, that book, because I didn't really, that wasn't my cup of tea, that kind of, that kind of thinking. But um, it's just about how not to hurt yourself, about staying away, not having contact, not um, setting yourself up. And, um, and then after day three, the next uh, four days for that, um, first week is about empowering and about building you back up and making you better than ever. And then it goes. What into are things more. never to do in that first week? Don't drive by his house. Don't don't call his answering machine. Don't text him. Don't receive texts. You are doing great. That's mm -hmm. the thing. You need to stay off the phone and get your mind off of the person that broke your heart and back onto yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. And three things that you absolutely must do, must do in that first week. Cry, yeah. if you want to. Yes, let it go, you know, let the crying go, just let it rip and um, to think about yourself in terms of um, how, how you're gonna take care of yourself. What's, what do you need, what do I need, you know, and it's not, not eating yourself into oblivion, not starving yourself into oblivion, rallying with your friends that you can trust, uh, talking, talking it out. Is there a way to get through the pain quicker? Does writing help? Does talking it through help and let, until someone's <laughs> sort of heard it all? Like what, how, how do we, that pain that's just so, oh, it rips you apart. You know, it's funny, I think your friends and people that you talk to when you're in the middle, when you're breaking up with someone and they know you're serious about it and they're supporting this decision, or if you've been heartbroken by somebody, people don't mind that. What people mind is when you are on the fence, on again, off again, talking their ear off about something that you're clearly showing that you don't really intend to do anything about. So I think that people feel like all well, my friends don't want to hear about my problems. Your friends do want to hear about your problems in that sense that that's how you know it's easy to be someone's friend when everything's going great. Mm -hmm. When you're going through a breakup, you need your buddies. You need your officer down friends, you know, as I call it in the book. Yeah. How does food, exercise, those things that we just go to for comfort. Is it okay to go to them for a while or are you just like you got to like take control because they're really unhelpful? Well, I happen to think that weight issues are uh, emotional baggage. And so if you are, if you've gained a lot of weight, y your body is trying to tell you to pay attention to your life. What's going on? It's not what you're eating, it's what's eating you, which is one of the chapters in the book. Mm -hmm. And it's real dangerous to 
just eat when you're because that's what we do we either starve or we eat neither mm -hmm. one aren't good so you mm -hmm. just that's why you need to get your friends around you so that they can take care of you a little bit help mm -hmm. you take care of yourself how does family come into this should you tell your parents your brothers sisters should we keep them out of the picture do well, they help it depends on the relationship that you have with your family. I, I think um, a lot of times you have to really, with your friends and family, you have to really be a good judge of whether or not they are supportive of you and your decisions. Mm -hmm. Because they can derail you if they aren't. Mm -hmm. So you just want to share with the people that you know are out for your highest good. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's not going to be your family, you know, but sometimes it is and you just have to know. Mm -hmm. From a self-esteem perspective, I know breakups I've been through, friends have been through mm -hmm. that have shared it with me, it wrecks havoc on your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And things like, it was my fault, or I did something, or maybe I shouldn't have broken up with him if I was the person breaking up. How do you deal with all those questions that will probably never have an answer, but just rule your day-to-day -day life for a long time when you're going through a breakup. I guarantee you, if you read this book, you will have the answers to all those questions. I believe I provide that very, very mm -hmm. clearly in this book. Um, it's one of the most important things because we aren't broken. There isn't anything wrong with us. Uh, and anything, uh, issues that we need to address are gonna be in that first 30 days because I do ask that people journal and I do ask the questions of them that they will get the answers about themselves through. So that's really important because you need to accept responsibility and, and not be blaming anyone for the situation. And the most important thing is to realize that every setback is a setup for a comeback. Mm -hmm. So no matter how bad something looks that you're going through, it's, there's a reason that you're going through that to learn something valuable. And when you can look at it that way, mm -hmm. then it, it takes some of the sting out of it because you're gonna be better on the other side of it. So let's look at that big question before we take a quick break. I'm never going to be in another relationship, or I'm never going to love someone as much, or I'm never going to feel as loved. Huge question. What, what's the temporary solution in the meantime before life does provide our next love and our next relationship? Well, immediately you have to, if those thoughts come into your head, you have to re recognize that that is the liar. I talk mm -hmm. about that in the book. The liar is the, the voice that tells you negative things about yourself and you have to call it right out and just, oh, that's the liar, it's not true. Mm -hmm. it, there's a chapter called um, Shattering Illusions mm -hmm. and it's all about that because it isn't true. Every one of us are beautiful beings worthy of love, being loved and loving and when you really get to know yourself, you realize that there is nothing to be afraid of and in dating or life they're really you know it's these are illusions we create this fear absolutely we'll be right back with more great wisdom on how to survive a breakup in 30 days welcome back to change nation i'm talking with katherine hickland who's written a, ter a terrific book called the 30-day heartbreak cure getting over him and back out there one month from today. It's obviously a lovely fit with, with us here at the first 30 days and just setting people mm -hmm. up right with the right information, the right inspiration, the right tips to get started. I love your site for that reason. Because <laughs> the you. first 30 days of any life change is always going to be the 
hardest. What are the decisions that you would recommend people make in that first month as concerns their ex or their life? Are there decisions where you're like, here are three decisions you must make really to get through these 30 days? You must decide that you are absolutely enough on your own. Um, that you are committed to taking care of yourself in every way and that you are absolutely committed to loving yourself and knowing yourself better than anybody so that no matter what anyone tells you that you know what's true about yourself and you never have to believe uh, a negative. Talking about negatives, what do you do with anger, rage, blame energy? all those emotions that might come through you, do you write them down? Do you express them? Do, you, do they eventually just pass? I'm a big believer of uh, writing or, you know, if you are a computer person and you want to, e you know, email or not email, never send your thoughts to anybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is your private journaling your feelings. And I want women to do this every day from the first chapter of journaling because you will not believe at the end of it all, on day 32, you will look back on the things you wrote and you won't believe where, how far you have come. And it's really empowering mm -hmm. because you think, wow, I, wow, I, that, I, I felt that way. It's almost as if it was automatic writing and mm -hmm. someone else took your body over and your mind. I personally love to pray. When I feel angry, I, I breathe and I pray because I, I like to let it live it because I want it to be out, but I don't want to live in it. I wanted to ask you a question about faith in general. I'm sure there's a lot of women who are going to see this and feel like they've, they've just lost faith. They've lost faith in life, in being able not only to attract the right type of love, but keep it. Mm -hmm. They've lost faith in God ever delivering that beautiful love that I think we all wish for from the earliest of ages. What do we tell these lovely women who have lost faith. Oh, don't ever lose your faith because there, with, there's no hope without faith. And, and so if you lose your faith, then, I mean, I always say when someone says something negative, I always say, if you say so, because if we believe it, it, it and so it is. And I know people that have found love at 40, 30, 20, 70, 80, even 90. I have met people through my, you know, travels with this book in my journey of this, this uh, program that have found love at unbelievable places, ages, stories. And when it happens is, and when it happens well, is when you, when you are right with yourself. It's because you attract that right person when you get right with yourself. A related question, I think, around forgiveness. And I know there's a beautiful chapter on, on forgiveness, not only forgiving yourself, but forgiving whatever happened in the relationship, forgiving God maybe for blaming him, her, mm -hmm. um, for the breakup. What is, why is forgiveness so important? It frees us when we forgive. Um, it doesn't mean we have to eat lunch with somebody or have dinner with somebody. I put that in my acknowledgments to all the men I've loved before. I forgive you. I doesn't mean I want to have lunch with you. And you know, it's really true. I mean, it's the most freeing thing in the world because again, even in a 12-step program, when you, when you ask people to forgive you for your behavior, if you were an addict of some sort, whatever, um, it's not 
so much about them as it is for you because uh, resentment it will kill you. It's poison. It's mm. toxic. It's really bad. I'm guessing this was born out of some breakup experiences for yourself. This was born out of a breakup that I had when I lived in Italy and gave... Oh, the Italians. The Italian. I got my walking <laughs> papers and I sent back to the United States. Now, here's where it gets really good. Okay. I was so beside myself because I'd never had my heart broken before. I mean, I had been through breakups, but I don't think I had ever really emotionally invested myself like that before. So I was just devastated. And... Um, I was doing everything everybody does. You wait by the phone, you can't sleep, you wonder what they're doing, why don't they call, you don't leave the house. This is before cell phones and answering machines. And so, you know, you don't want to miss the call. And um, he finally called me. I, I mean, when I figured out how to do this, he called me on day 32, saying it was the biggest mistake he ever made. But I had moved on because mm. I had created this stuff for myself to do every day and I kept a calendar which is where this concept came from now here's where it gets really good are you ready <laughs> ready I got a voicemail from him today after oh not you know how many years that was I mean years and years and years and years and years and years ago and he said I heard that you wrote a book and I would really love to read it and you know what I am thrilled about that because mm -hmm. I, again, I mean, I adore him as I do everybody that's ever mm -hmm. been in my life. Their presence has been so val valuable to my learning. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have this book if You're it weren't them. for him. Absolutely. His purpose in my life is now clear to me. Mm -hmm. you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. We, well, we'll acknowledge him if he sees this <laughs> podcast as well. Yes. Catherine, you mentioned a calendar. Is mm -hmm. that something you recommend people to do to actually like cross out days to show progress? Because sometimes we feel we're just paralyzed and we're just doing as badly before? That's a great question. And there's a little calendar that's going to be in the front of the book. And uh, you can mark that. But I myself would recommend that while you read the book, you have one of those beautiful big wall calendars. And you get a nice big red Sharpie. And you, and I don't care if your heart was broken six years ago and you haven't been able to get over it. Because I meet a lot of people that are stuck. If you, the minute you decide that you are going to commit to this, that's your day one. And I want you to just take a red pen and cross it every day because you know what? You start to see that you only have so many days left. It is a psychological wonder. It's fantastic. It really works. What does the next 30 days and beyond look like? What is day 32 like, day 35? What might show up along the way? You feel like um, yourself, but only better. You feel um, like you can do anything, be anything. You realize your whole life is ahead of you, no matter how young or old you are. You uh, can have reconnected with your friends. You're going out. You're maybe deciding you want to not be in another relationship, and that's fine too, not for a while. Mm. You might find that you want to start dating again right away, and, and that's fine. But you're just going to be, you're not going to be fine because that word, I don't want to be fine to you. I want to be great. I want to be I fabulously, yeah. passionately extraordinary. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you're on your way to being. Mm. And it's really real. How do you make sure that you don't bring any of the emotions or upsets that might still be lingering into the next relationship? Are they just done, clear? You make a commitment to yourself or well, might you be triggered? There's a, there's a complete and total understanding 
of what happened, I think, what, when you're finished with this book. You realize so many things that you might have seen before had you just been awake to it. And um, there's chapters in there called personality types, and these are really, those were fun to write. They were really fun to research and write. I've dated every one of them, and I've even been married to one um, of the, the characters in the Mr. Personality. But um, What it, are the three types? I think there are three types. Oh, there's... There's plenty, there's, but there's three chapters on There's types. three chapters Correct. on types, right, but there's lots, because mm -hmm. you start to realize that people really reveal themselves in many ways, but we haven't been trained or taught how to read people's behavior and the I know there's they Mr. Say. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Was one of them. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful is, you know, like the knight in shining armor the, mm -hmm. that sweeps you off your feet, which, by my estimation, puts you directly on your rear end. So there's the controller, the manipulator, Mr. Wonderful. And you know what? We have it, too. I mean, guys aren't women do the same thing I mean we have our personality types as well but that's another book this is specifically to say this is what this personality is this is how it acts this is what it says and even people that have personality disorders they don't always know what they're doing Catherine is there any guilt that comes up with people getting over someone in 30 days does it lessen the love they had for them like do, is, does that come up as sort of a trick if I, I get over someone in 30 days maybe I didn't love them that much maybe it wasn't that important and so people drag it on just to make sure it really mattered at the time well I know it says getting over him but a lot of it is getting over ourselves because we do things over and over and find ourselves in the same bad relationship with the same man with a different face we, we, we talk about this a lot women and we know that this is true so Really, getting over somebody is only more about getting to know yourself so well. And um, I don't think that guilt is really all that useful to you in this stage. It certainly uh, isn't. It's just about being, knowing your majesty, you know, and how powerful that you are as a human being, as a woman, as a, it just, as a, just a, a being, mm. you know. One last question before we end. What do you do or what do you tell women who might be triggered the next, they're after they're done with their 30 days and they feel fabulous and they're triggered when they go to a party or they see a couple or they, they see love and they realize that it still hasn't happened or they haven't found their next relationship in three months, six months, nine months. And some of that will show up. I promise you that if you bother to commit to yourself in this way, this way of loving yourself and knowing yourself, that you will not have to find love. It will find you. There is no doubt in my mind about it. It's just the way it works. And so it takes a lot of pressure off of us to think mm -hmm. about finding the right person because I, I have been found sitting in my living room in my life by great a great love my, my last husband who I am very dear friends with I mean he found me literally in my living room and my mother was saying to me how do you expect you're ever going to meet someone you never leave the house and I said mm -hmm. it just will it happens yeah it happens it's so just, there's such an element of, of trust and resting in mm -hmm. the certainty of life yeah relax it's beautiful. 
Relax, relax. Thank you so much. Thank what a you. pleasure. Really, and all the best of the book. I know that I'm personally going to recommend it to a lot of women. Thank you. Not that I want them to be going through breakups, but this will be the book for sure. For more information on Catherine Hickland, please go to her website at www.catherinehickland.com. For more fascinating interviews, more experts, more information, inspiration, please visit us on the web at first30days.com. I'm Ariane. Thanks for listening. Thank you.